Welcome to the Linked Up Church Podcast. We are passionate about connecting people to God, family, purpose, and community. Today, Minister Kimberly Savage comes with a life-changing message entitled, Bring Joy to Holy Spirit. Get your pen and your pad ready, and let's go into the worship center and hear what God has for us today. By way of introduction, something very familiar to us, John chapter 1 verse 1 says, in the beginning was the, and the word was, and the word was, and everything that was made was made through him, him being the word. John chapter 14 verses 16 through 18 gives us the words of Jesus saying, and I will pray to the Father that he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him You know him. He dwells with you and will be with you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. And then John chapter 14 verse 26 says, But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things, And bring you into remembrance of all things that I said to you. And finally, John chapter 20, verse 19 through 23, it tells us that Jesus' first act, his first act after he ascended from the grave, His first act was to go out and commission the disciples. But he also said to, he breathed onto them and he said, receive ye the Holy Spirit. We're not talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We're just talking about that person that comes to live on the inside of you when you accept Jesus as Lord and Savior. He comes to live on the inside of you. The inside. So how many of us believe that Jesus was kind? Yes? Speak out loud. Compassionate? Forgiving? Self-sacrificing? He was all those things. And then he says that. I have to go back to the Father. My assignment on earth is finished, but I'm not going to leave you without the ability for you to be kind, for you to be compassionate, for you to be self-sacrificing, for you to get out of yourselves and obey God. I'm going to send the Holy Spirit so that he can dwell, rest, rule, and abide in you. Let's look at our foundational scripture. Comes from Ephesians chapter 4 verse 30 and I'm sharing from the New Living Translation. 
And it says, and do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Let me say that again. And do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Remember, he has identified you as his own, guaranteeing that you will be saved until the day of redemption. The Holy Spirit is the third person of the triune nature of God. And that scripture tells us to not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way that we live. We've heard it often said, don't grieve the Holy Spirit. So we know that we have the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. When we accept Jesus, that means that he is with us permanently. He is in there. So when you're driving on your car expressing road rage and you tell somebody you're number one with the middle finger, Holy Spirit is there. When you get into intense fellowship with someone, the voice is saying, don't say it, don't say it, don't say it. Hold your tongue, hold it, hold it. No, I just got to give them a piece of my mind. They have gotten on my last nerve. <laughs> Holy Spirit is in there. How often do we drag Holy Spirit into the muck of our sin? Because we act as though he does not exist. Our foundational scripture says, do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit. So if it's possible to bring sorrow to the Holy Spirit, it must be possible to bring him joy. And the New King James Version of that passage, it reads, And don't grieve the Spirit of God, whom you will seal unto the day of redemption. That Greek word for grieve is lupeo. Lupeo, it means to give pain, distress, vex, make sorrowful or sad. And the Word of God is saying, Don't make Holy Spirit upset. Don't vex him. Don't make him sad. Don't grieve him. Because his job is to make sure that we have everything that we need to line our lives up, beliefs, attitudes, and practices with the word of God. Jesus said, I'm giving you another one just like me. And he's going to be on the inside of you and he's going to be that help that you need so that you can continue To act like, be like, walk like, talk like I did. Bring joy to the Holy Spirit. Because we're always asking God, give me this, give me this, give me this, give me this, give me this. Do this, do that. Go here, go there. But how often... It's the Spirit of God on the inside of us, nudging us, prompting us, 
what can you do for God? By the way, what have you done for him lately? How often does he press upon us to clean up ourselves? And I didn't say you, I say ourselves, so I'm in the mix as well. And we just override him as though he doesn't exist. That's like being in a marriage and having a roommate. I do what I want to do, you do what you want to do. This is your money, this is my money, and I'll see you when I see you. What kind of relationship is that? It's like, my God, but how many of us have this person on the inside and we're treating him like the absentee roommate. I'll see you when I see you. Uh, maybe I will acknowledge you when I have to pray and I need something from God. Or maybe I'm going through a crisis or something. But in everything that we do, Holy Spirit is there. And he just doesn't want us to acknowledge him in the bad time or in the crisis. Oh, I got to get to somebody and now I need the Holy Spirit. He there dwell here to dwell means to stay to live where is your dwelling place where is your place of residence I'm not talking about your beach house or your vacation home you know when you have to fill out that employment application or something they say we're sending mail there where do you live you are the permanent address of Holy Spirit is he happy or joyous in your home? Is he? Is he? Because in Ephesians chapter 4, Paul the apostle, he's talking to believers. The church of Ephesus. This is a church of believers. Any believers in the house this morning? Hallelujah. Well, he's talking to them, not sinners. And he talks about unity in the body of Christ or the church and how we should walk in love and how the fivefold ministry is to perfect or equip the saints to do the work of the ministry. You know how when we have a great idea and maybe Minister David will say, that sounds like a great job, a great idea for Connect Group. You're like, well, why don't you go ahead and start it? And then he gets crickets. And Minister Johnny says, yes, we need some help on the dream team. We have this hole that we need to fill. And we get crickets. In a universe of thousands, it's more of minister. It's more ministers of reconciliation than there are on staff. For the work of the fivefold ministry. And I'm not saying we're here and you're there, but the word of God says it's our job to equip you so that you can do the work. And we're working right alongside you. That's what we do. But when we get people who want to have the baby mentality and they don't want to grow up, why not? Because if we have the one on the inside of us, the Holy Spirit, who can help us through anything, then why can't I lay hands on myself if I get sick? He says, and 
and the believer shall lay hands on the sick. If I'm a believer, I may not be able to get to passing them. I can lay hands on myself. If my marriage is jacked up, I guarantee you Holy Spirit already told me some things about my jacked up ways before I even get an appointment for counseling. And I'm not saying we're not here to assist you, but what I am saying, you already have the best help on the inside of you. And the more you tap into him, the more it brings God's joy. Because you're saying, I'm keeping my eyes focused here and not there. It's about my vertical. And then God, when my vertical lines up, you will help my horizontal to line up. Hallelujah. We're talking about what brings joy to the Holy Spirit. Because if you think about you being in a relationship with somebody, even if you said that person is just a great friend, if you never talk to that great friend, you never spend time with that great friend, you never get any advice from that great friend, how do you think that great friend feels? Not so great. Not so great. So it's sometimes these little things, because we already know, I mean, Paul, he goes on, he tell him, listen, if you're stealing, get, get out and get a job. Work. Work. If you're lying, stop lying. That's how it goes. Just stop it. And sometimes we're looking at all these big things, but what about some of these little things that we don't really pay attention to? What brings joy to the Holy Spirit? Let's look at Ephesians chapter 4, verses 22 through 29. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and your attitudes. It didn't say let the pastor, let the ministerial staff. It said let Holy Spirit Renew your attitudes. Put on your new nature created to be like God. Truly righteous and holy. Stop telling lies. Let our neighbors tell the truth for we are all parts of the same body. And do not sin by letting anger control you. Don't let the sun go down on your wrath while you are still angry for anger gives a foothold to the devil if you're a thief quit stealing instead use your hands for good work and give generously to those in need don't use foul or abusive language and that's not always using curse words sometimes it's telling somebody you ain't gonna never be nothing or something wrong with you that's abusive because if God created all of us and he said everything he made was good. And when he got to us, he said, very good. How dare you see, say such ugly things to something that God said was very good. You cursing out your children in the store, calling them a nappy head, so-and-so and all this. How dare you talk about God's wonderful creation like that? How do we continue to abuse each other? And Holy Spirit on the inside is saying, please don't do it. Don't say it. Stop it. But we just keep overriding his voice. Because he's a gentleman. He's not going to put his hands around your neck and force you not to say it. But he is going to remind you of what the word says. Right here, let no foul communication come out of your mouth. He's going to remind you of that. 
And the more you listen to him, the more it brings him joy. And the more we can act like God. Because the Holy Spirit has unconditional love for us and it is never ending. It's through his guidance that we can experience true joy, peace, and fulfillment. In our lives, we should try and cultivate a deeper relationship with him. With him. With him. Let's talk about four ways we can bring joy to Holy Spirit. Four ways. Number one, practice the presence of God. Psalm 16 and 11 says, you will show me the path of life in your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures evermore. This is what the word of God says. You will show me, but if I never spend time with him, how can he show me? It says, in your presence is fullness of joy. So if I find my joy being depleted, maybe I haven't spent enough time in his presence and acknowledging the person on the inside of me and tapping into him for wisdom and guidance instead of social media and the television and my friend and that person and that person and that person. Before we run to other people, we ought to start right here. And there's nothing wrong with getting advice. The word does tell us that wisdom is found in a multitude of counsel, but it never tells you to allow that wisdom to override what you got from Holy Spirit. And sometimes we allow it to override because we didn't check and we let the outside voices speak louder than the inside voice. Practice the presence of God. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light for my path. To practice the presence of God means that we are spending time reading and studying his word and praying. It means that we are continuously aware that God himself is on the inside of us through the presence of Holy Spirit. God is on the inside of us. And if we really were mindful that God was on the inside of us, would we really treat people like we do? When we recognize God is on the inside of us, would we say some of the things that we say? Knowing that God is on the inside of us. Another way to practice the presence, Mark chapter 1 verse 35 says, before daybreak the next morning, Jesus got up and went to an isolated place to pray. Pray is just communicating with God. So if we're not praying, if we're not praying, mm, my Lord, how are we practicing the presence of God? That means we get up, we go through our whole day, we hit all these bumps in the road, we haven't checked in to get any advice, any wisdom, and all the while, Holy Spirit is on the inside saying, I'm waiting for you. I like to speak to you. I need to tell you something. This is coming down the road. I'd like to advise you before it gets there. 
I want to give you some expert knowledge, even though you got the job you weren't qualified for. That was a setup by God. But if you tap into me, I can give you the wisdom that you need to be successful. I'm here to help you. When Jesus said that I would give you another helper, everything that you thought he could do on the planet, I can do infinity times infinity ad infinitum because I can be in multiple people and multiple places at multiple times I am always on I'm always on always on always unless you turn me off unless you turn me off hallelujah we're talking about bringing joy to Holy Spirit Hallelujah. John chapter 10 verse 30. Jesus says, I and the Father are one. This is what Jesus said. He knew who he was. He knew what he had given up. And then John chapter 14 verses 8 through 11. This is Philip saying, Jesus. Now you've been walking with me. You've seen what I've done. You've seen my words. Jesus, show us the Father. And he was like, what? Show you the Father? Have you not seen me? If you see me, you see the Father. Y'all can finish reading it, but he said, listen, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. How have you been with me so long and you don't know who I am? Let me ask you about Holy Spirit. How have you been with him for so long? You've been saved since you was 13. How have you been with him for so long and you don't know him? And you're going to ask other people for everything that I can give you. Mm. What do people see when they watch your sermon? What do people see when they watch your sermon? You're like, I'm not up there preaching, but every day you're living. They're watching your lifestyle, so you're preaching every day, 24-7. What do people see when they look at you and they observe your actions and your words and your interactions with other people as you're serving on a dream team, as you're leading a connect group, as you are participating in anything that deals with life? Do they say, I see the Father? When people are observing you, can they say, I see the Father? I sense, I perceive the love of God emanating out of you because you love people. I can see that. So there's a clear indication that you love God and you're pursuing excellence and choosing joy, that they see that in you. We're talking about bringing joy to Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hear what the Spirit says. That's another way that we can bring joy to the Holy Spirit is that we hear. Mark chapter 4 verses, verse 9 says, He who has an ear, let him hear. Now we can hear the word and it can come in this ear and go out that ear. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. And this is a very familiar passage. This parable, it talks about the sower sowing the word. I'm not going to read all of it. You're familiar. You can read it on your own because guess what? When you leave this service, you should be taking your notes to go back and review everything. Like, God, did your word really say that? Just don't believe, oh, that's Minister Kimberly up there. I can trust everything she said. You better check it out with the word. 
check it with the word. Let's not be lazy believers that the only time we get with God is like this. But, so you have the sower sowing the word. In this parable, you have three figures of speech. You have the seed, which is the gospel or the word of God, the sower, who is the one who is proclaiming it. And then you have the various souls, which are the responses to the gospel. The soil represents the condition of one's heart. So in this parable, you have the hard heart, the shallow heart, the crowded heart, and the fruitful heart. The hard heart, you got so much stuff in there, bitterness, anger, unforgiveness, all that junk, and it falls. If you've ever just seen hard soil and you're trying to put some seed out there, nothing comes from it because it's too much stuff. Shallow, you get a little bit, but it can't take root. You know, you'll see a, a, a little plant start to grow and then it just sort of dies because the word can't take root. It's too shallow. You only want something surface. It's like, give me God, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. And that's all I need from you. And God says, but I want to talk to you about your character. I want to talk to you about how you can be a better person to your spouse. I want to talk to you how you can better parent your children. I want to talk to you how you can be more accepting in love of those who have alternative lifestyles. I'm not asking you to agree with them, but I'm asking you, can you just love them? Do you always got to bring up what they're doing? Because I guarantee you, you got some stuff going on too. But why are you always making a big deal about that public sin, the stuff you can see? You All you can see is the outside, but I see the inside. And I want to deal with you about you. Don't come bringing me everybody else Let's deal with you. Because it's me, it's me, it's me, oh Lord. I am the one who's standing in the need of prayer. I don't want to bring everybody else's junk to you. Talking about God, fix them, make them do this, make them do that. God, you start with me right here. And you show me how to walk in love, even in the midst of what feels like abuse and hurt. You continue to show me how to walk in love so that I say or do nothing that destroys my witness. Because what we don't realize is that there are people looking at us. And they're watching. And you may say you're an example to nobody, but when you're a believer, you're an example to anybody who catches a glimpse of you. And they will say, oh, she messed up. Counsel her. Are all the ministers like that? But we'll go to that same restaurant, eat the bad food, and go back again. And we never say, all the restaurant food is bad. We don't do that. We go and buy an outfit and it gets a tear. We spent $300 on it. We go right back to the same store, buy something else because it was on sale. Never once did we say, they got bad clothes in there. Don't ever go to that store again. But let a believer miss it. Something wrong with church folk. All of them jacked up. And that's why it shouldn't be that way, but that's why it's so imperative for us to bring joy to the Holy Spirit. 
but take heed how you hear, because in the middle of your heart is your ear. Your ear is in the middle of your heart. That's what he's talking about. So you have to take heed of the condition of your heart so that it is fruitful. So when we get the word, it can take root and it can produce a godly lifestyle that is pleasing to God. We're talking about bringing joy to the Holy Spirit. And it takes a willingness to be challenged and changed. That's what the word does for us. It challenges us to see ourselves through the mirror of the word. And he's not always beating up on us. He's reminding us that we are a chosen generation of a royal priesthood. It reminds us that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. It reminds us that we are more than victorious. We are conquerors. It reminds us of all those good things as well. But... Why, when the storm come, do we forget about everything the word said? Because we ain't spending no time with the one who is on the inside. We already told him, listen, come live with me. This is your permanent place. You never have to go anywhere. Then we don't feed him. I'm starving. I'm starving. You ain't feeding me. We ain't got before God. We ain't prayed about nothing. We ain't used the word, opened up our Bibles. We ain't had our own praise and worship session with ourselves and the Lord. We have not done anything except walk into the building on Sunday. Uh-oh. Let me move on. Allow Holy Spirit to lead you. Romans chapter 8 verse 14 says, For as many who are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Proverbs chapter 20 verse 27 says, The Spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly. God leads us by the inward witness. You know how you just feel like you get a check on the inside, that's Holy Spirit speaking to you. But it says, for as many who are led by the Spirit, Holy Spirit, God's Spirit, when you allow him to lead you, that's an indication that you are a son, daughter of God. So if you've been led by social media, popular opinion, who don't like you, who does like you, what does that indicate? I'm just asking. I'm just asking because it says if you're led by the Spirit of God, then you are the Son of God. Point number four how we bring joy to Holy Spirit. Know who you are in Him and what He purposed you to do. That brings joy to Holy Spirit. And you're like, why? Because see, Jesus, he had a purpose. He knew how he, why he was here, and he stayed the course. And he didn't allow people to deter him. And this is what I like to share with you. Don't allow people or situation to deter you from God's plan. Amen. And Numbers chapter 13 the entire chapter, but there are some verses I want you to focus on. Moses, God said, send the spies out. They went to go look at the land, and some of them said, there are giants in that land. 
We're grasshoppers to them. We look like grasshoppers in our own eyes, so we look like grasshoppers to them, and they're going to slaughter us. And Caleb is saying, no, 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 we can take it. We can take this land. God said it, and we can do it. And the other people said, no, we can't. So God had to wait for them to fall off until he can move them. So if you allow people to deter you from God's plan for your life, how many people will fall off until the next one comes? If God has already said, tag, you're it, then you got to stay the course no matter what. See, when God calls you to an assignment, no matter how much you go through in that assignment, if he call you to it, he will not accept your resignation. And you might say, God, get me out of here. Let me loose like I'm a star. Give us free. And God said, stay the course. You have a helper on the inside of you. And you can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. Because God can have a great land set before you, but you will never possess it with stinking thinking. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. But I want to tell you this, that God's promises are not predicated on people's opinion of you. Did you hear what I said? God's promises for you are not predicated on people's opinion of you. Some people are buzz sauce and everything to them looks like a tree. So they just cut with their words and their action because they're buzz saw. They just cut, 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 cut. But you have someone on the inside that says, but I, I may weave but I'm not going to fall. And even if I do fall, a righteous man falls seven times and he gets back up. <laughs> Excuse me, let's look at Jesus. Because remember, Jesus was on the planet, right? And he said, I'm going to send one back just like me. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 through 2. We're talking about bringing joy to the Holy Spirit so that we know that when we allow him to lead us, when we hear what he says and when we practice his presence, it brings him joy. And when we stay the course, no matter what, let's look at our big brother and our Savior, Jesus. says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down. Everything that slows us down. Everything that slows us down. The sin that easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. My race is not your race. Your race is not my race. But we all have a race. And it says that, and you got to run your race not by looking at Pastor them and Minister Johnny and Minister Diane and Minister Dave and Minister Russell and Joni and all these volunteers and all these folks. It says by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the 
champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarded its shame, and now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. We have someone so precious on the inside of us. And even when the outside of us may hurt, we still have a one on the inside of us who will continue to build us up and keep us strong. And you got to keep your eyes focused on Jesus. It said that he, for the joy that was on the other side of the trial, he went to that cross for us so that we could get Holy Spirit. He was spit upon so that we would have Holy Spirit. They beat him. They hung him high and they stretched him wide. But so we could have Holy Spirit. He knows what it feels like when somebody says, Hallelujah, Hosanna in the highest. I praise you. And in the next breath, crucify him. He knows what that feels like. But he stayed the course because of the joy that was on the other side of him. And that joy was you and me and you and you and you and you and you. He decided, God, I know that this will please you no matter what I have to go through to stick to your plans and purposes for my life. I will do it. And our job is to bring joy to Holy Spirit by being like Jesus and keeping our eyes focused on him because he loves us. It costs Jesus everything to send back the Holy Spirit. It cost him everything. And what do we have to do? Die to our will. Die to our flesh. We have to receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior, and then Holy Spirit comes on the inside of us. But the last time I checked, ain't nobody tried to nail me to a cross physically. Ain't nobody spit on me or beat me all night long. And I just want us to be cognizant of everything that Jesus did. So that he could send back the promise to us. And that is the Holy Spirit that he would live on the inside of us. And that we as believers, that we would do everything that we can to bring joy to him. Because the word says, don't bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way we live our life. And sometimes we think about all of the big things that we can do. But when we choose not to acknowledge him, when we choose to give more people the ability to speak into our lives, to give us advice, that grieves Holy Spirit. Why? Because he wants us to start with him. We have a creator. And if there's something wrong with the car, you take it to the manufacturer. So why do we keep asking this person and that person and that person? Let's start right here. 
let's acknowledge that we have somebody on the inside of us who loves us unconditionally, indescribably, and that we will want to get into his presence, that we will want to get into his presence. You know, the songwriter said, I come to the garden alone while the dew is still on the roses and the voice I hear in my ear, the son of God discloses. That songwriter also went on to say, and he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me that I am his own and the joy we share as we tarry there none other has ever known but he said and the joy we share as we tarry when I get in the presence of God there is fullness of joy there is fullness of joy my faith is renewed my hope is rekindled in his presence in his presence presence in his presence in his presence there is joy there is joy and joy unspeakable joy so when I practice the presence of God I can keep my joy on full if the devil can steal your joy he can't stake your goods my joy is my responsibility but this joy that I have the world didn't give it to me and the world didn't give it and the world can't take it away do you have joy do you have joy do you have joy do you have joy that only comes from the presence of God do you have joy because he lives on the inside of you Praise God. I trust that this message has touched your heart today. Listen, we don't claim to have all the answers, but we do know one answer, and his name is Jesus Christ. So if you don't have a personal relationship with him today, we want to invite you to do so. Or maybe you had one with him, but you've just gotten away, and you're desiring to come back to Christ today. I want to lead you in a simple prayer today. If you would, repeat this after me. Put your hand over your heart and say these words. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe that he died, rose from the grave, and he is alive right now. Lord Jesus, come into my heart and save me now. As a result of what I've confessed with my mouth and what I believe in my heart, I am right now born again and in right standing with God. In Jesus' name. 
Praise God. We are so excited for you. We believe that today is the first day of the rest of your life. Congratulations. We are so excited that you made the decision to get connected to God. Thank you for listening today. If this message encouraged or inspired you in any way, please subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app and leave a review too. For past messages, updates, and more, please visit us at linkedupchurch.com or download the Linked Up Church app. You can also watch live services, view past messages, and see our dynamic content for children, youth, and teens on our Facebook and YouTube pages. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Linked Up Church. And if you would like to support more of what we're doing, you can give online at linkedupchurch.com or text Get Connected to 94000. Thanks again for listening. Have an amazing week, and we look forward to connecting with you. Thank you.